Hi, friend. We're back with another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I am Jillian. And before we kick off this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some planning and thinking ahead and time management for people that kind of hate that stuff and really struggle with it, like me. And there's something I wanted to share with you before we jump in. I have just finished designing and writing out the curriculum and planning out a course for the woman that is always too busy to step away from the computer to eat, who struggles to stop eating when she's full, who wishes she could do some meal planning but doesn't want to just live out of Tupperwares for the rest of her life, the woman who struggles to keep regular meal times, the woman who would love to be that person that just eats a couple of chips and moves on with her life. And the woman that often finds herself way too full because she let herself get way too hungry and then ends up beating herself up about all of the above. And since I have just finished this course and I have it all planned out, I want to launch a beta group for this brand new course and actually put some amazing women through this learning process. And so if you resonate with any of the above of what I just said, this is going to take you from being an all over the place, slightly chaotic eater to consistent and mindful about how you eat and confident that you're putting your efforts in the right places with your eating habits. Go ahead and send me the word beta on Instagram at bite size nutri or via email Jillian at bitesize.es. This is going to be the first and only time that this self-paced course will also come along with personal coaching to help you learn and most importantly, implement these principles and practices in your life. So with that, you'll also find links to message me in the show notes, but let's hop in to this topic that honestly, if you join this course, you're going to learn a whole lot more about what this is and actually how to put it into practice. And it has to do with time management and mindset specifically around your eating and cooking habits. I work with so many women who struggle to set, to set and stick to solid meal times or they're stuck in this cycle of getting way too hungry, overeating, and then skipping meals or trying to quote unquote, eat light the next day, which only continues to perpetuate the cycle of inconsistent meals and feeling totally unbalanced with food. And what happens is that life just gets in the way. There's no time to grocery shop, no time to cook, no time to even take breaks for meals. In many cases, if you're working from home, as so many of us are, you might take a look at your calendar and it just seems like a block of scheduling from morning to evening. And even if you wanted to, the time just doesn't seem like it's there. So what happens? You end up relying on pre-made food, takeout, you undereat in certain parts of the day and end up overeating in other parts of the day. You feel guilty for eating while multitasking, but you don't see an alternative. Maybe you tell yourself this weekend, I'm going to plan and prep for the week, but the habit just doesn't stick. It's too much effort and time out of your valuable weekends. And so you end up snacking on the bits and pieces you find around your house. And honestly, you can't remember at the end of the day what you even ate. Maybe you resonate with all of this, maybe just parts. Regardless, if you nodded your head at any part of this, we're going to discuss what to do. First off, if you open my fridge right now, it looks pretty empty. A couple of glass Tupperwares, a lone carrot, and a little bit of soy sauce. I really hate meal planning. I'm not a big fan of going to the grocery store. And it's been 10 years since I spent a Sunday meal prepping for the week. I'm also an entrepreneur, and my schedule looks like a jumble of colors and blocks. If you want to see what it looks like, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to send over a photo of my calendar for the week. But over the years, I've developed a method of thinking ahead, setting aside time for what I want to prioritize and streamlining the process so that I never spend a ton of time cooking. I can't remember the last time I was forced to order takeout just because I didn't actually have anything to eat. And I have a 
probably like six bars of chocolate in my drawer. And most of them have survived for at least a month each, maybe even more. So let's talk about what the real problems are here. And then later on, as always, we'll go into actionable tips so that you can start working on the solution part of the puzzle. So problem number one that I hear coming up quite a lot is I don't like to cook or clean up. And personally, I see this as a resources, skills, and values issue. For example, for someone who's built the skill of cooking and feels comfortable throwing together a meal with what they have on hand, this is most likely not an issue. But for someone that's never really learned effective cooking skills or lacks confidence in their nutrition and cooking knowledge, it does take a lot of brain power, vulnerability, and openness to failure to actually create the habit of cooking. I'll be honest with you. I only really enjoy cooking when I have plenty of time, ton of ingredients to choose from, and I'm cooking for someone else. But Two of my core values are freedom and creativity. So I've gotten pretty creative in how to get tasty food on the table without a ton of effort. I spent a ton of time perusing recipe blogs in my 20s, not because I actually made any of the meals. They're all super complicated and I just didn't want to do that. But I observed how the bloggers use spices and flavors to create different meals. And I decided that I was just going to go with some trial and error. And so over the course of time, I learned how to use resources like my air fryer and the oven to put together simple meals that are mostly hands off. And I have a tip for you later on in this episode to get over the dislike of the actual process of these things. The second problem I hear come up a lot of time, a lot of the time is I just don't have time. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is a real problem. We don't actually have the same 24 hours in the day, no matter what people say, but problems have solutions, right? So if you were to make a pie chart of where you spend your time, and maybe you actually want to pause this episode and do this, what part of the pie would take up the biggest slices of your time? I imagine work would be one of them, or maybe family. Um, Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, so maybe taking care of your kids, maybe cleaning, Maybe friends take up a bunch of time, hobbies perhaps, but how much time would Netflix or scrolling on your phone or even overthinking or just thinking about all of the things that you need to do, how much time would that take up? If you feel kind of triggered right now, I'm sorry. My intention is not to make you feel bad for spending time on Instagram or TikTok or even overthinking. One of my favorite things to do, honestly, is to watch cute dog videos. And the question is though, are you spending your time intentionally or are you spending your time coincidentally? Time management is much more than just the time that you spend in front of the computer. And many of us don't really have an efficient or effective method for prioritizing what's actually important to us. You feel like you, quote unquote, can't take time away from your computer to eat calmly, but there's plenty of time to watch a few more cute dog videos. It's not the actual time that's the problem. It's the perception of how time is being spent that creates the feeling of I don't have time. Problem number three that comes up a lot is I'm either hungry or craving something pretty much all of the time. And there's two main reasons that this happens. One is that you're probably not consistent in eating balanced, nourishing meals at regular mealtimes. The other is probably that you've learned that food is a really great distraction. And I see this a lot. You might want to power through a project or something important. And before you know it, you're absolutely starving. What happens then is no matter how much you want to, eating calmly to the point of satisfaction is almost impossible. And what's likely to happen is you end up overeating as a response. Then maybe you decide to skip breakfast the next day or have something light to make up for it, which leads you to getting overly hungry again, and then the whole cycle starts over again. On the other hand, you might notice yourself getting up to snack on a regular basis, even when you're not hungry. 
you're craving something and it's kind of a distraction from whatever is going on in your mind. So the, the habit that you've developed in response to that trigger is to go in search of some type of snack. And that snack has come to represent something for you, whether it's your time away from the computer or your quiet time away from your kids or a moment in which you can actually breathe. It, it could be the chocolate at the end of the day or the mid-afternoon crunchy chips. And it's a great way to avoid whatever else is going on and give yourself a little quote unquote reward. But it's probably a habit that isn't actually productive in the pursuit of whatever your goals are. And if you feel like I'm talking to you, so th those are kind of the three main problems that I, that I see come up. The, I don't like to cook or clean up. I don't have time, or I'm either hungry or craving something pretty much all the time. And if you feel like I'm talking to you with any of these problems, then definitely consider joining me for the beta group of the course that I mentioned earlier. We are, and if you're listening to this, not in real time. So this episode should come out um, the end of February, 2022. If you're listening to this later on, you have access to the course already. So um, definitely go ahead and shoot me a message on Instagram if you want more info. But we're going to be going through, we're going to be working through all of these problems in this course, starting with helping you develop more mindful eating skills, helping you manage your time more effectively, and creating a method for you to get balanced meals on the table without spending a ridiculous amount of time in the kitchen. So with that, let's jump to the actionable tips part of the episode. Start nourishing yourself as a priority, not an afterthought. And so this means that you know you have to eat. So instead of it being one of these things like, oh, I'll just think about it later, you're actually taking action to, to think about it ahead of time. So this might mean that you schedule time in your calendar to shop. Maybe you're scheduling time to cook, or maybe you even schedule time in your calendar to eat your meals. This is something personally that I have to do. I have a time blocked out in my calendar every day for lunchtime, because I know that if I don't do that, I'm going to write emails or message people in the time that I should actually be eating my meals. And the thing is, is that you do make time for the things that are important to you. I know you do, but that doesn't mean that you need to make time for a six hour meal prep on the weekends, even if eating regular meals is important to you. And so I want to ask you if eating regular meals were a priority for you, what would that look like? Would you have a specific day of the week that you order groceries online or would you schedule for a meal delivery? Would you have a specific day or a specific time that you write out a grocery list or a loose meal plan for the week? Would you keep some, some, rest, some ingredients in your fridge that help you make go-to meals that take maybe less than 15 minutes? Think about what a balanced meal actually looks like. And maybe this is going to be new information for you, but a balanced meal is going to contain protein, fat, carbohydrates, and vegetables or fruit in every meal. And if you think about what that looks like, how often do you actually eat meals that look like that? I'll share with you the two habits that have helped me really streamline this in my life. And one is anytime I cook, I always cook enough to eat at least a second time. And the second thing is I don't try to make everything from scratch. Every time I go to the grocery store, I pick up either a pre-made protein, I pick up pre-made carbohydrates, I pick up some sort of flavoring or spice that's going to help me make my meals easier. And this makes nourishing myself I, I, it's a priority, but I'm not prioritizing spending a ton of time cooking or prepping. The second thing that you can start doing is to create an environment that makes it easier for you to pay attention. And this really helps, especially when it comes down to problem number three, you're either hungry or craving something pretty much all the time. 
And so I want you to think about how you can reduce the quote unquote background noise in your life or in your day to day. So you can better pay attention to less things at once. Stop trying to to store your schedule or your to-do list in your head and start getting realistic about how you actually want to spend your time. For example, when you're eating, try keeping your phone in the other room so that you can actually pay attention to eating a meal. And that will cut down on the random snacking that you end up doing throughout the day. Maybe you actually need to close your computer and step away from it to eat a meal or to organize the things that you need to do in the day. And the realistic part of this is, is really key. We want to be realistic, not idealistic. And so this means that if you are thinking about, you know, I can do this one task at this time, be realistic about how much time you can actually spend on that task and understand that sometimes it's not going to be perfect because sometimes time just doesn't allow for that. And that's okay. I want you to think about what your values are and what is really important to helping you thrive as a human and then decide how much time and effort you can realistically allocate to those things. And maybe cooking all of your meals yourself is not a priority for you, but actually eating should be. So I want to leave you with the last actionable tip. And that is make it enjoyable for yourself or more enjoyable for yourself to stick to what you actually want to stick to. Part of this is on the mindset side. If you tell yourself that you hate cooking, you're only going to continue to hate cooking. You're going to continue to reinforce that in your brain. But if you decide, if you take on a mindset that cooking for yourself aligns with your values and goals, then starting to cook or experiment in the kitchen becomes a welcome challenge, not a stupid chore. I want you to think about how you can work with your mind and your time on this one. For example, I have a client that hates doing dishes and would really rather spend that time watching a comedy special. So what she does is she sets her iPad up on a shelf and watches comedy specials while she's washing the dishes. If you hate going to the grocery store or you feel like you just don't have time to do it, why don't you pair that with some friend time and actually make it part of a social experience? So I know that I've gone on and on with this, and I hope that you're going to be able to take these three tips and actually put them into practice. So the first one is making nourishing yourself a priority and actually thinking about how can I include protein, fat, carbohydrates, and veggies and or fruit in more of my meals, knowing that that's going to really, really cut down on the part where you feel like you're hungry or craving something all the time. I want you to also think about how you can create an environment that's easier for you to pay attention. That means also paying attention to these cravings instead of simply finding yourself in front of the fridge or with your hand in the bag of something. Can you pay attention to maybe what you're trying to avoid or what the trigger is for that habit? And also making it more enjoyable for yourself to stick to what you want to stick to. A lot of the time we get stuck in the quote unquote shoulds around time management or around meal planning, around eating well. And I want you to think about what do I actually want to do? What aligns with my values? What aligns with the kind of person that I want to be? And then how do I pair that with something that actually is quite pleasurable for myself? And there's a lot of ways to do this. And I want to leave you with this. You don't have to love cooking to eat well. You also don't need to to completely eliminate snacks or sweets from your home in order to stop overeating. The habits that you have now are all habits that at some point you learned, which means that you get to unlearn them if you choose to do this. You get to change this stuff. And whether or not you work with me at some point, whether it's one-on-one coaching through this beta group or through a self-paced course, I really hope that learning this has been useful for you. 
And if you're interested in learning how to solve these problems for yourself and both get sort of the, the intellectual learning side, but also the practical implementation side so that you can practice new skills, learn new resources, and put in place new habits, message me the word beta on Instagram so that you can join me for the upcoming course. And I promise you, you might be wondering, like, why isn't she telling me the name of this course? I put a ton of effort into making sure the content and the structure and the curriculum for this course was absolutely incredible. So I haven't put the effort in yet to come up with a fancy name for it. When I do, I promise I will share it with you. If you have any ideas, let me know. Um, But with that, I do want to ask you, if you're enjoying these podcasts, go ahead and leave me a rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a rating and a review, which would be just so lovely. You can also, some of you have already done this, share this on your social media and tag me. That is just a beautiful little gift from you to me and is such an amazing way to to show me that you're appreciating this and also to share with other people some of the knowledge that you're getting from these podcasts. And with that, my friend, thank you so much for being here and I will see you again next time.